reading is from Acts 1 verses 15 to 17 and 21 to 26. In those days Peter stood up among the believers. Together the crowd numbered about 120 people and said, Friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. So one of the men who have accompanied us throughout the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out amongst us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed too. Joseph, called Basabras, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was added to the eleven apostles. This is the word of the Lord. The reading is taken from John chapter 17, verses 6 to 19. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the word you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. 
I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe. By that name you gave me, none has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so that scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. Thanks be to God. In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Yesterday in Rochester Cathedral, Jess Heap was licensed as a lay minister, an LLM for short. It's the term that now covers all those who have some authorised ministry within the Church of England but aren't ordained, readers like Kevin Bright and those who used to be called parish evangelists and pastoral assistants. Their ministries are all different, depending on their gifts and enthusiasms and the context they're in, but they're all selected and trained and eventually authorised by the bishop in the same way as Jess was yesterday. It was a lovely day, a great celebration, even if numbers had to be very limited in the cathedral. But I know that some people watched online as well. You still can do at the Diocesan Facebook page. I have no doubt, though, that Jess will have felt a bit daunted at times, perhaps still does. I would be a bit worried if she didn't. And I know she very much appreciates our prayers and our support. Maybe, too, she's a bit surprised to find herself in this position. It wasn't something she'd envisaged, and yet here she is, a gift and a blessing to us. It's fortuitous, then, that today we heard the story from the Acts of the Apostles of Matthias, who unexpectedly found himself chosen for ministry, in his case as an apostle, and of Joseph Barsabbas, who wasn't chosen. I've often wondered about Matthias and Joseph Barsabbas. We meet them for the first and only time in today's reading from Acts. The Bible doesn't tell us anything about them except this one story. They were both presumably part of the crowd of men and women who'd followed Jesus during his ministry, but they weren't part of that inner circle which the Gospels often just call the Twelve. When Judas Iscariot committed suicide after betraying Jesus, they felt that someone had to take his place. Twelve was a very important number for Jewish people. There were twelve tribes of Israel, descended from the sons of Jacob, so twelve meant all to them, the whole people of God. It was a complete number. 
Jesus came to announce a new kingdom, a new people of God which was open to all and which everyone could have a home. So, of course, this new kingdom, this new people of God, had to have twelve leaders, just like the old one had. So here they are, trying to find someone to fill the gap. Their method might seem strange to us, whittling it down to a short list of two and then casting lots. But it didn't seem strange to them. Their assumption was that God, who controlled everything, could control the way the lots fell. So he would have the final word and the right person would be selected. I wonder whether Jess might feel a bit envious of that. No interviews, no essays to write. Well, in this case, as we know, Matthias was chosen and Joseph was rejected. But I wonder how these two men felt when that result was announced. Was Joseph gutted? Had he always wanted to be an apostle? Or might he have been secretly relieved? Did Matthias rejoice? Or did his heart sink at the responsibility that was being thrust upon him? There's no mention of either of them being asked whether they actually wanted the job. It makes me wonder how I would have felt. Probably completely overawed and absolutely unready. Full of doubts about whether I'd be up to the task. And I'm sure I would have wondered whether I might find myself sharing the same fate as Jesus had. Not an appealing thought. I expect that many of us would secretly rather be Joseph than Matthias, left in comfortable obscurity rather than being thrust into the front line. But let's not be too quick to heave a sigh of relief, because the truth is that we are all chosen. We are all called to bear witness to God's love. The word apostle literally means someone who is sent out. And that means all of us are apostles, because we're all sent out to love and serve the Lord, as the communion service puts it, in whatever situations we find ourselves. We say in the creed that we believe in an apostolic church, a church that is outgoing by its nature, outsending. We might not be asked to be great leaders, or stand on street corners sharing our faith, or go to the ends of the earth, or do something that seems grand and noble. But we're all placed daily in situations where we find ourselves challenged, sent out beyond our comfort zones. That might be at work or at home, as parents, children, neighbours or friends. Are we able, when push comes to shove, to do the loving and the good thing, despite the fact that the selfish thing might be infinitely easier. The small choices we make in these situations often have a far deeper and wider impact on those around us than some heroic gesture would. We all notice and appreciate those around us who act with integrity and trustworthiness, those who show genuine love and care, those who go that extra mile. We wonder what inspires and strengthens them. There is nothing that speaks more powerfully of the love of God than the loving lives of those who claim to follow him. So we're all called to be apostles. The lot has fallen on us. But if we feel daunted, we do well to remember the words of Jesus in the Gospel reading. 
because he seems to have a great deal more confidence in our ability to live lovingly than we do ourselves. This gospel reading is part of his final words, his farewell message on the night before he died. He prays for his disciples and for those who'll follow him in the future too. That's us, in other words. The words that you gave to me, he says to God, I have given to them. His message is that whether we know it or not, whether we dare to believe it or not, we have what we need. The word of God working deeply within us. I hope that's an encouragement for Jess, but also an encouragement for the rest of us, if we can take in and ponder Jesus' promise. Do we feel that we have what we need to deal with the situations we face? Maybe we do, maybe we don't. But if we don't, Jesus' words invite us to turn to God, to turn to his word, to turn to one another and find the wisdom and strength we need to do what he has called us to. Amen. Let us pray. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. We beseech you, leave us not comfortless, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to the place where our Saviour Christ is gone before, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.